is again and it's cold i believe that the music i heard is a killer it's a killer of hope it's a killer of spirit and Devo plays for muppy's party we bring you an act they'll just boggle your mind the mystic knights of the oingo boingo let's go hey everybody i'm joseph and i'm rob Welcome to the Top 10 Albums of 1978 Part 1 episode yeah. of Deep Dives and Deep Cuts, the history of punk and of post-punk and of New Wave, 1976 to 1986. Pretty excited about this because this is where we lay it down and say, hey, this is our list. This is our Top 10 of 1978. Pretty excited, Joseph. It's, it's thrilling. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have, I have many questions, um, like, what's on your list? I've been <laughs> dying of curiosity. <laughs> well, up until an hour ago, so was I. Um, <laughs> well, I tell you what, let's go ahead and kick things off. We're going to start uh, with a song by the Dickies from their debut album. This is Give It Back. Any ideas why I picked this song to uh, to start the episode out? Any guesses? Uh, uh, you, you know, except for the fact that they are a fucking awesome band. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, so uh, both this episode and next week's episode, we, we are probably going to spend a lot of time talking about the same albums multiple mm -hmm. times because there yep. are certain titles that are just going to pop up on everybody's list. Um, the Dickies debut album, The Incredible Shrinking Dickies, there it is not going to be one of them. Um, and so I thought this would be the one chance um, <laughs> yeah. to, you know, feature a song that before they just kind of slip through the cracks and we before never talk about this fade album away again. And we don't hear, I mean, yeah. Because yeah. this is this is a great fucking album, and it is. And it oh, yeah. is, there's a good list of, and I will later on in the episode, I will reveal my list of albums that didn't make my top 10, that it just mm -hmm. absolutely breaks my heart that I mm -hmm. couldn't fit them on. And this is one of them. And we actually have only heard one song off of this album to begin with. So it was definitely... I thought it would be a, a crime to end the 1978 season without listening to at no. least a second yeah. cut off of this album. Yeah, well, thank you. I really appreciate that. I, I love the Dickies. This, <laughs> this album has been a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. So this episode, Rob and I are each going to reveal our top 10. And then next week, we will, it will be the 
grand finale where we revealed the final top 10 list compiled by my list, Rob's list, and all of our listeners who have submitted lists. Um, yeah. So, so I'm I'm really excited. Before we start that, though, just have to remind everybody, we are talking about music. Music is art, and there is nothing more subjective than art, and there is nothing more subjective than top ten lists. That's right. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so uh, this is yeah. an opinion show, and we will be giving our opinions, but we always try to be mindful not to get too opinionated because ultimately we are here to celebrate this extraordinary music that was made in a pretty unique period of time. Well, Rob, um, I went first last year, um, <laughs> so you get to go first. I went and checked this app, double checked this afternoon to make sure that uh, that my memory served me correctly. But uh, no. you asked me to go first last year, so uh, okay. it is your turn to step up and kick things off with your so number ten pick. My number ten pick. Uh, again, this was really difficult, um, and. I don't think you're going to be surprised that this album is on my number 10, or is on the list, is on my top 10 list. But uh, for my number 10, I, I picked The Cars. What's The Cars? Aha! Um, I I am surprised that it's so low. Yeah, um, well, I, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's interesting. That That is really um, interesting. I wouldn't, now, that, that, I don't, that actually does surprise me. Yeah, I don't want I don't want you to think though that I mean this is the top 10 list. This yeah. is my 10 favorite albums of the of the year. So I really love this album. Yeah. We listen, yeah. I mean when you think about it, how many albums did we listen to? Um, yeah. yeah. So and the placement was hard, but when it comes down to it, I really did list them in the order of which they brought me joy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's definitely the cars is at number ten for me. Yeah, and because we're um, both doing uh, our top ten list, we are not going to have time to play a song off of each album. Right. Um, so we're we're each picking um, songs off of six of our picks and. Um, so as as we get to them, we we will announce that. Uh, so presumably, the, the Cars debut album is not a song that you wanna you you wanna feature tonight, right? No, I I think we heard them enough, and I think okay. they speak for themselves. Yeah. Perfect. I I agree with you. Um, between what we played and the big hits, there's there's not much left off that that really? album. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So on my number ten. Um, so last year's list, top 10 list for me, I would say the bottom six, so all but the top four albums, I would call having moments, many moments of brilliance, but, but also like very clearly flawed. Um, and this year is so much stronger. So I would I would say that there's only one album off my list I would call brilliant but but pretty flawed. And uh -huh. that is my number 10 album which is Ecstasy's Go-To. Ah. Uh. Yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, the stuff that I love, I love off of, off of this album. But there, there's some some of Ecstasy's lowest points as a band are on this album, and it's um, as we discussed in our Ecstasy deep dive episode. It is due to um, a short-lived member of the band named Barry. Yeah. Blanking out on his last name now. He oh, he went boy, yeah, on to I saw it a minute ago. Yeah, to be in um, Shriekback, um, and so he he wrote several songs, and they just they stick out like sore thumbs. And they're also yeah. at least one in particular is extremely problematic lyrically, um, very much of its time, not aging well. Uh, so it's ecstasy. Um, I'll just tell you right off the bat that Ecstasy's debut album, uh, <clears throat> White Music, doesn't make my list. And that's, I knew that, yeah. That's probably the only Ecstasy album. Uh, like So moving forward, every year that there's an Ecstasy album, it's going to be on my top ten list. It's just mm -hmm. that's my love for Ecstasy, at least up until like 94 90 uh, excuse me 84 or, or 85 um yeah so i just i have a super soft spot for for ecstasy go to is really fun but but pretty severely flawed in my estim well, estimation now when i listen to go to i definitely hear some of that ecstasy sound that i that we listen to you know all those years ago um but but you're right it's it's got some pretty low points and some super high points i don't know it, yep. it is a good album yeah it is yeah. a good album yeah but I, I knew that that was like the point where you really started liking ecstasy rather than their first album <laughs> which was more my taste this is one of the albums that i i chose to feature a song for tonight um, we have heard a number of songs, but there's there's so many really good songs off of this album. So I was thinking we could listen to a little ditty off of the go-to album called Beat Town. It's a good song, and I'm I'm glad you picked it. It, I I enjoy this album a lot. Um, you know, it like I said, it it starts to feel more like the ecstasy that I remember from years ago. Um, not quite, not quite there yet. You know, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> but but I'm glad you put it. I'm glad you put it on your list. I I am finally really getting into ecstasy, and I'm I'm you know glad that they're on our podcast. All right, so let's move on to your number nine. Oh boy, okay. Um, 
Well, this might uh, make you laugh. This might surprise you. But uh, my number nine is Ecstasy. Um, <laughs> but their first album, White Music. Ah, uh -huh. really? <laughs> I don't know if you, I don't, yeah, I don't know if you remember this, but when we covered White Music, I was like, this is cool. Yeah, like, it, yeah. You know, yeah. it doesn't sound, it doesn't have the same sound. This is, this is like, I don't know, when they first came out, they're like, hey, let's be a punk band. And yeah. then they're like, maybe that's not quite how we want to go. Yeah, yeah. But it had a sound I just loved, man. And and I actually picked a song from this. So we'll hear two ecstasy songs today. Back to back. My cup back run to... is over. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now this album is is kind of all over the place. You know, it's yeah. it's a little bit of a scattered, scattered bag. But um uh, the song that I like the most, you know, we we had already played uh, back when we covered this this album. So uh, I, I thought that I'd go with "Into the Atom Age." Unless things have drastically changed as far as your ecstasy preferences, mm -hmm. my sense is that ecstasy is going to have a very good night when it comes to Rob's list. Um, <laughs> because I, I know that you you like go-to even more. So, mm -hmm. so I'm thinking things are looking pretty good for ecstasy. Um, yeah. In the world of Rob in 1978, so that's that's awesome. That's 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 cool. Okay, my number nine is um, the debut album by Per Ubu called "The Modern Dance." Nice. Um, I yeah. I just I, this album gets it exactly right. So just a little bit too more in one direction or another direction is really avant-garde, but really catchy and poppy. Um, I, I just, I think it's, it's kind of, I mean, we, we haven't heard any music like this up until this point. Um, so they, they, they come, this is one of many debuts this year where, um, you know, out of the blue, it's like, oh, hey, here's a brand new take on, you know, punk, post-punk or new wave um, that just seems like it was inevitable. And um, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, Per Ubu themselves refer to themselves as like art rock or at least one right. at one point did. So, so I don't, I'm not saying that in a derogatory way. Um, but you know, a lot of art rock, I, f I find too much like mm. tedious, um, and pretentious. It, yeah. And kind of <laughs> yeah. overwhelming and it's, mm. it's like intentional oddness, but 
uh, and it's it it really all comes down to the the uncanny brilliance of of the vocals um you know his voice and 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 the the his melodies and the way that he plays off of the music it's it's all Every time I listen to this album, I, I just I, it just kind of renews my awe um, for his, the the tightrope that that he is he is traveling across. It was the first thing that I saw. I never see that kind of classical gear. Oh, I understand that it was the first thing that I saw. That was fate. He's a mystic man. Fate. Here's a word, what a word, what a word, what a big word, what a word to be drowned in. It's just a joke, man. It's just a joke, man. It's just a I really like this album and I can't think of any time before we got this podcast together that I actually listened to Per Ubu. Uh, I think I might have known about them, but I was not familiar with their music. At any rate, this is one of my honorable mentions. This album got bumped off mm. of my top 10 list. It was, you know, well, I, I guess it's a, it didn't get bumped off the list. It was one of the albums I threw into the big pool. Yeah, um, yeah. But funny enough is uh, for every song, for every album that I put in that pool, I chose a song to play just in case we were going to play it. <laughs> and Humor Me was the song I chose. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. So, well, that that yeah. worked out well. Um, yeah. yeah, I just, I mean, even even just now as we were listening to the song, um, you know, the lead vocalist, he has such a... Uh, I have such a bad habit of doing this. Okay, the lead vocalist actually has a name. His, his name is David Thomas. Um, yeah. And so I I need to not be lazy about that stuff and be more mindful <laughs> of actually saying his name. So, so David Thomas... Um, even though you know this is this is pretty avant-garde stuff, you can still tell he's got he's got a great voice, and he's he has control of his voice, right? So so yeah. he he could sing straight ahead pop rock, I think probably pretty convincingly. Um, sure. But the fact that he's doing this kind of music, um, I think it's even more important to have that sort of control because everything else is just go is just all over the place so 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 to be able to just like stay so focused and and stay in tune when it's appropriate to stay in tune and and all of that and um i i just i've always felt like his performance and his vocals were absolutely the anchor that kept um, this pretty avant-garde music from just like flinging itself out into the into outer space, you know? Yeah. 
Well, his his uh, his voice, his vocal style is definitely well suited, and I mean, like you said, there's a there's a certain control there that that you figure, you know, if he can do this, he could do anything. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, very yeah. good, man. All right, All let's right. move on to number eight. Number eight. So number eight, I, I, boy, this this one bounced back and forth. It bounced off the list. It bounced back on the list. It bounced up. It bounced down. It's all over the place. Um, but when it all came down to it, and uh, really, really over the last couple days, I've been listening to my final ten albums over and over again and like i said these are the albums that gave me the most joy uh so my number eight is blondie with parallel lines mm-hmm. um I, you know i i love this album and it's it's got some it's got some great songs on it um at some point it starts to feel like some of the albums that i like that have been on this podcast it starts to feel less punk new wave and more of a pop rock uh more of a poppy sound but but i just felt like blondie's parallel lines had to be on there and i, I did actually choose a song to play uh for mm-hmm. this as well partly because it's a fascinating song it's got a really interesting sound and i think it'll open up people's minds and, and then you know to, to kind of look into blondie a little deeper so what that's my hope anyway but uh I chose Fade Away and Radiate. Ooh, baby, I hear how you spend my time Wrapped like candy in a blue-blue neon glow Fade away and radiate Fade away, radiate Ooh, baby Vibrate soft in brainwave time Silver pictures move so slow Golden tubes faintly glow Yeah, so the producer on on this album is Mike Chapman. He worked with Blondie, and he also worked with The Knack and a handful of others that were, you know, big in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, so so this song, um, I feel like what's working um, about it is probably like eighty percent due to Mike Chapman. Like so, the mm-hmm. production is is really quite good and compelling on this uh, on this song. I oh, I'm, song. Yeah. I'm uh, you know, typically underwhelmed with the songwriting um, of of uh, <laughs> Blondie's sort of non hits, and uh, mm-hmm. this is this is kind of um, you know exactly where I where I land with a lot of the yeah. content off of the off of this album uh, yeah. but it is it would be it would be a much lesser album if it hadn't been produced by uh mike chapman oh sure enough yeah yeah well um 
Blondie is going to show up on a lot of people's lists. Uh, it mm-hmm. is it is a, a um, parallel lines is a beloved album for sure. Um, so no no surprises that it's it's what that's Rob's number eight. Yeah. Well, I, I got to say, I'm going to be interested in seeing which, you know, seeing the album pop up. But I'm also curious to know which are their favorite songs. You know, I mean, this you mentioned the songwriting being kind of weak for you. And the funny thing is, mm-hmm. is this, this album is filled with so many different songwriters. Um, oh, uh-huh. it, it, yeah. But it really is the pr- production that brings it together. So, yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So how about you? Okay, my number eight is a uh, an album that I am growing to love ev- more and more every time I listen to it, even though I've been listening to it for thir- almost 30 years, and that is The Stranglers <laughs> Black and White. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. This is, I think, probably on my top 10 list this is probably going to be the only album that doesn't show up on at least one other person's list that submit lists um this is a this is a total joseph like deep into joseph land pick um <laughs> just like with ecstasy from here on out any year that that the stranglers release an album it's it's almost it's a kind of a foregone conclusion that it's going to show up on my top 10 because I, I just yeah. have a, a deep deep love for the stranglers and ecstasy um but i don't i don't know i don't i mean my eyes are opening to this album and i'm just loving it more and more i, I just i i think it's a very odd album but i don't i wouldn't call it flawed i i'd say that everything that they set out to do they do exactly right. They're just going in some very weird places that, you know, it's a it's a peculiar album. And to some people, that's a negative. And then to some people, that would be a positive. And I think yeah. when I was in my teens, that was a negative. But now it's a positive. It's just, yeah. it's, it's such an... Uh, there There is no... Uh, not only is there n- no other band that has made an album like Black and White, but the Stranglers. I mean, this is this pretty a pretty singular album in the Stranglers catalog as well. So, um, I I just I've been having so much fun, um, really kind of really discovering this album for the first time. So of course I want to hear a song off of this album. Yeah. Um, it's actually the last track on the album, a song called Enough Time. What's gonna happen when the sky goes black? What will you do when the sea comes back? What if there's no way of moving back? What when your face falls apart? Have you got enough time? Have you got enough time? Have you got enough time? You're drifting out like a child who's lost Who's looking for a better way You're moving like a coin in the 
is one of the this is the probably the Stranglers album that I I think I like a lot I like the most um, I don't remember when we did our thing on the uh, on the Stranglers which one I, I came out on top but La Folie we... you keep saying that and I keep going it was La Folie <laughs> oh it was yeah okay <laughs> you're right about that yeah um, and I don't know why that doesn't stick with me but um, more and more because I continue listening to the songs that are on my playlist on my computer which are basically all the songs are all the, from all the albums we've covered so far um this one keeps kind of smacking me in the face. It's a good album. It's mm-hmm. really a good album. Um, it didn't make my top 10 list, unfortunately, but, uh, you know, it probably would be in a top 20. Yeah, I I, I would so. be very, very surprised if this shows up on anyone else's list. Um, it's, oh, man, it's, just, would, yeah. it's just too odd for, yeah, you know. It's a, it's a special person, Joseph. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Thank you, The Stranglers, for making an album just for me and nobody else. I really appreciate that. <laughs> cool. What's what's your number seven? This is going to surprise you. Okay. I really think it's going to surprise you. Um, and, and this album, I have listened to the, the full album two times today. Mm-hmm. Um, but this album is the incredible Shrinking Dickies by the Dickies. Whoa! Holy yeah. crap! What did I tell <laughs> you? Awesome. And, yeah. And you want to know something fun? I chose a song to play for this episode, so we get to hear two Dickies songs tonight. <laughs> Boy, you really so so before we started recording, and we were we were discussing what song what song mm-hmm. to pick you were really holding your your I was. cards close I, to your chest because biting, i'm like i got yeah. we got to do the dickies because there's no way that it's going to go on any list you're like yeah that sounds good <laughs> <laughs> i was really biting my tongue i'm telling you man I, <laughs> so so i i really dig them and uh up until the last 15 minutes of this episode I wasn't sure what song I wanted to play mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I mean we'd heard one song from them and well now we've heard two yeah the song I chose to play for the podcast is a song that I believe you were certain I was gonna pick when we covered the Dickies last ah uh, uh, yeah <laughs> just a matter of time <laughs> yeah yeah so <laughs> and that is their cover of Paranoid Right, by uh, Black Sabbath. I finished with my one blood coaching, couldn't help me with my mind. People think I'm insane because I am frowning up a time. All day long I search for things, but nothing seems to satisfy. I think I will lose my mind if I don't want something to Now, I'll, I'll be honest, uh, I, I do enjoy this cover. The reason I didn't pick it was because uh, 
well, it, I think it was because it's a cover and, and, you know, you know, but the truth is, is that there are some really great covers. In fact, there's a couple really great covers on this album. Yeah. I well, mean, the, they do the, Eve of, Eve of Destruction was, which is amazing. Yeah. You know? Well, the, the, well, actually, I, I don't believe the Eve of Destruction was off, off of the original release. I think that was uh, a, a single that was included in the re-releases. But the Dickies yeah. are, I mean, you will always get a hall pass uh, from me when it comes to the Dickies and cover songs because that's kind of what they're famous for, you know? Sure. Um, so, and they every album that they do... Um, includes a couple of cover tunes, and then they'll they would just release singles with covers as well. So that yeah. that's kind of their forte. So to like take cover tunes off the table when you're talking about the Dickies is to like yeah. chop off one of their legs or something. You know, gotcha. it's yeah. just it's not yeah. right. So well, also the way that they do it. I mean, their style <clears throat> is yeah. It, it, turns the song into something totally different. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, you know, it's funny because, so we both listened to this album today, and mm -hmm. um, I just kind of got on a little bit of a Dickies kick and was was going back to Wikipedia and, and just, you know, delving into the wonderful, weird world of the Dickies. And um, <laughs> yeah. on Spotify... Uh, poor Dickies. So, you know, Spotify has the the top five played songs. And there are only three songs on their top five songs because oh. two of the songs appear twice, like once off of a soundtrack and once off the original album. Um, oh, yeah. And, well, one of those is obviously Killer... Um, Killer Clowns. Killer Clowns. And yeah. then the other one is the Banana Split song, which of is... Of course. Yeah. They they just... And that's off of this album, too. So they have a Black Sabbath cover song and Banana Splits cover song, mm -hmm. which is so dickies. I mean... Yeah. Well, both oh, those songs are a blast, though, Yeah, man. yeah. In, in, in very, very different ways, too. So... Yeah. Yeah. I, uh... I'm beginning to regret more and more that this album didn't get on on my top ten, but it's just such a good year. Okay, we ready to move on to my number seven? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> my number seven favorite album of 1978, at least when it comes to punk and new wave, is the debut album um, by Buzzcocks called nice. Another Music in a Different Kitchen. Um, so good. I, I, I just, I don't know that we, I have much more to say about this. We've, of course, spent a lot of time talking about the Buzzcocks uh, earlier in the year when we did our deep dive um, episode on them. And, um, yeah, so I want to hear a song off of this album. If you don't mind, Rob, um, let's no. listen to the song called Get On Your Own.
the end of the episode, I might give some honorable mentions up and, and let you in on what didn't make my cut. But I just have to say that this that this album was really close and it didn't make the cut. Whoa, so, that surprises yeah. me. Okay. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I love this album. Yeah. I really do. I like it a lot. But uh, it it it's like maybe a ten and a half. Um, you know, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. um, but it's a great, it is a great album. Yeah. Yeah. And just, just remarkably consistent, like the buzz, all of Buzzcock's early stuff was, um, but the energy, but the energy level, um, is, is just a little bit higher off of this one than Love Bites, and that's that's what kind of like kicks it up a notch for me. So, what is your number six? Um, so my number six is again, I'm I, I feel like I should defend it, but I'm not going to, I'm just gonna say it, it is my number six and it's solid. Uh, I'm owning it. Um, is the police without Landos Diamore? Yeah, yeah. Um, this is this is an album that's going to show up on a lot of lists as well. Yeah, I mean we've talked about how, you know, for a new band, a, a trio getting together and putting out this quality of album is just, it's amazing. I mean they were they were so tight. It's like they've been playing together for a decade or so. Um, yeah. And and I actually chose a song from this because I have a song on here that's that's absolutely my favorite song on the album. And uh, when I was when I was in high school making you know mixtapes and whatnot, I think this song made it on like three or four of my mixtapes just because I, I liked it a lot. And mm-hmm. I I had this uh, big Oldsmobile I would cruise around and listen to uh, listen to tapes in the in the you know tape tape deck on my car. Uh, but I chose uh, "Can't Stand Losing You," and like I said, it, it's it's a classic song. It's a it's kind of a you know one of the big songs, but it is the song that I think really kicks this album into it for me. You know, that really really kind of holds it solid. making up my top 10 list for 1978 um, as a 20-year-old, this would definitely be on it and probably would have been my number one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just, as I said a thousand times, I've just reached my saturation point with this album. Yeah. So so that doesn't, doesn't mean it's not a great album. Um, it is I, I, yeah. universally loved, and that's why we hear it all the time all the time i i looking back at when when i was 20 i think this album would have made my number two mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah but it's it's good it's so good yep yep all right my number six is the sophomore release by elvis costello 
He's working with uh, the Attractions for the first time on an album called This Year's Model. So good, I'm shocked that it's this low. Um, uh, but, it, I mean, I, I don't have anything more to say other than my number six is Elvis Costello's This Year's Model for all of the reasons that everybody loves this album. It, it is a great album. Um, the Attractions kind of... I mean, it's like them getting together to make music together. It's, it, it's I think, a big step. And, uh, you know, it brought a lot to the table, man. Um, yeah, one of, one of Fate's most heinous crimes is not putting the... Cut, uh, the attractions together with Elvis Costello in time for his debut album. Yeah. I mean, it just every time I think about that missed opportunity, it just kind of breaks my heart a little bit. Because c- can you imagine with the with the the superior songwriting off of that album oh, and yeah. this incredibly tight, focused, invested band? Uh, I, I it boggles the mind. Just amazing. Yeah, it would have yeah. been amazing. Yeah. Um, so moving on to my number five. Yeah, so this is where it actually counts. So yeah. um, our lists up until now are, you know, the, the six through ten, it's nice to talk about, but no mm-hmm. points are going to the final list. Uh, we will defer to the bottom half of our list as tiebreakers, but that's that's it so so yeah. this is this is where it actually starts counting so who um gets a bump um from rob for uh, being in the top five slot god this was so hard um <laughs> it was so difficult um this is, in my mind, it's a, a shame that this band is so low on my top five. <laughs> but uh, number five is X-Ray Specs with their album Germ-Free Adolescence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it, it was it was kind of a foregone conclusion that it would be in your top five. I, it doesn't. Yeah. I don't think it surprises me that much that it's okay. not not higher, but. Um, I think we we have a mutual love for this album for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, my number five is the debut album of oh. Only Ones. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I, I when I first discovered this album, I thought it might actually be number one or number two. Really, I can't really describe what it is about this album that resonates with me. It's obviously a very personal thing. I'm I'm gonna like spoil alert. I shouldn't do this, but kind of like just tip our hands a little bit and say that um, this album has actually surfaced on somebody else's submitted list of top five. So uh-huh. um, I'm glad that there is. Um, some love out there for this album. I know you like it, but I, I just I mm-hmm. it I it was 
pretty obvious to me that it wasn't going to make your top 10. Yeah. But um, yeah. there is. No, it's a, it is a good album, but yeah. Yeah, there is, there is something about this that just resonates on a pretty deep level for me. So, of course, I want to feature a song off of this album. Um, a song called Language Problem. This is this is a good album, um, and I have to say that I really didn't even kind of I, d- I didn't even like listen to it again to to consider it for my top ten, which I kick myself for. Um, although I don't think it would have stuck with my top ten, but but man, I, I am I'm stoked to hear that you know it it hit, clicks so well with you. That's cool. That's cool. Just to have that kind of that kind of feeling where you're like, this album is me, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right on, man. Yeah, it's it's um, the the word I used last time we talked about it was hangdog. It's kind of yeah. loose and sloppy, but that's the charm of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's I, I find it very disarming. Um, done slightly differently and i'd probably hate it but it's just everything just completely (laughs) falls into place for me right on that's cool that's cool um going into my number four i i I start to tense up to be honest because i'm i'm reading off my top five list that you know you you say that that is like it's the top five that matters which is true because we're doing our top fives everybody is but I'm like, man, I feel like this should be up there with number one or number, yeah, at any rate. Uh, for me, number four is Wire's album, Chairs Missing. Huh, yeah, I did think that that would be a little bit higher for you. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's It really came down to, again, what album gave me the most joy, you know, and I, I listened... Um, to these to these albums on shuffle man and it and I, I listened to them all the way through i didn't listen to the albums themselves mixed up uh, the tracks mixed up i listened to the full albums and and i you know i unfor- i grad- gravitated towards the other albums mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. more yeah um but wire definitely had to be on my top five this is in my mind it, i don't know i think it's their best i think it is yeah. their best uh their best album so good so good i i don't have anything more to say about this album at least not right now mm-hmm Okay, so my number four is, and maybe tonight's the night, Rob, maybe (laughs) tonight's the night that I correctly pronounce the name of Lene Lovich. 
Yeah. Yeah. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good job. <laughs> Everything's falling into place. <laughs> yeah. So this, of course, is her debut album called Stateless. My intention. So when I was picking songs um, to feature tonight, I, I really wanted to focus on albums that I thought ha- may may not make the final list and mm-hmm. uh, this is one as much as you and I adore it I I I think there's a chance it's not going to make the final top 10 yeah. Um, yeah. so I was like oh gotta feature a song we have literally played every song off this album except for four <laughs> and two of them are you know we do not. lucky number yeah. and I think we're alone now um, yeah. so uh, we we obviously have a, a very severe love for this album, and yeah. if you if you being the listeners out there aren't in love with this album at this point, then it's obviously not for you because we've given you every chance to to kind of <laughs> to glom onto it and and discover its charms. Um, so good, so good. I, I I said a lot about this album, and um, I I think I'll just leave it there. Um, yeah. Well, we we both have said a lot about this album, and this album has been getting so much play on my uh, on my deck. You know, it, yeah. it just yep. I have listened to it so many times. I have seen interviews with her. I have, um, I mean, it's it's so good. I it, this. And I, I might be mistaken, but I feel like I've heard her stuff like in the background on movies, you know, from mm. from the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she's just got that sound, and I am really looking forward to to hearing more from her in the future. I just that's right. I mean, it it's a great album. Yeah, so I'm I'm good good choice. I'm pretty sure 1979 sees a release, so um, very excited about yeah. that. All right, let's go uh, to number three. Number three. Well, um, I don't think this will surprise you a whole lot. Um, it really surprised me at first, and uh, <laughs> but I'm happy to say it, man. Again, I'm just going to own it. My number three favorite, uh, or top five out of my t- my number three out of my top five from 1978 is "Go To" by Ecstasy. That's great. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> you, <laughs> like um, I said, I don't think it surprised you at all. No. You, you figured they were, it was going to be in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I, m- my suspicion was that it wasn't going to be your number one, um, uh-huh. but I'm, I'm glad to see that it's, that it's in your, your top five. Um, it's, oh, my God. Uh, and I have two Ecstasy albums in my top ten. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's great, great album. I, I, I don't have anything more to 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 say about it i've i've said my piece about this album that's right well maybe maybe a vote for them is a vote for uh you know you know this maybe this will help kind of push them towards the uh the big list in the end i i i will so. be astonished if it makes the final top 10 but um yeah. you never know i mean we've yeah. we've certainly been giving it a lot of exposure so right right all right, so, we ready to move on to my number yeah, three? Yeah, let's okay. 
I, the the drunk boy the, the tension is just mounting you know closer we get to number one yeah yeah well um surprising no one who's been paying attention my number three is x-ray specs uh germ-free yeah. adolescence um yeah. i i um you know i have always thought of 70s punk as just an absolute sausage fest and it, yep. it it is but it is is it's such a relief um you know when you come across an album like this to to um you know just it it's such a, a breath of fresh air um i i adore this album um and uh i'd like to hear a song off of it um, cool. let's let's listen to the song that kicks the album off a song called artificial Thank you for that, man. I didn't pick an X-Ray Spec song, and I'm glad that you did. So, um, I did pick a song for my number two, though. Mm -hmm. And my number two, and this might actually surprise you, because I have a feeling that you know this is on my top five, and we haven't come up to it yet. But my number two is The Scream by Susie and the Banshees. Okay, good, 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 good. I was... um... I was afraid it was going to be your number one. I, I knew you were thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, that would, of course, be the obvious, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, obviously. Yeah. I'm crazy about Susie and the Banshees. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that uh, when I bumped into our listener, Michael, he he was asking me about how, you know, about Susie and the Banshees and how he's wants to know where should he start. And I'm like, dude, just take it chronologically because... The music changes, but you want to hear it all, you know. So I love this band. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just found something that brought me better joy for yeah. number one. So <laughs> now, now, without spoiling any surprises down the road, when we get mm-hmm. to a Susan the Banshee uh, deep dive, which of course is going to happen. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But my i've just sort of assumed that this is not ultimately your favorite susan the banshee no. album yeah no it's yeah. not and and what so, i was telling yeah i was uh telling michael it's like this isn't my favorite album but you really want to kind of hear where they started yeah and how they progress so you don't want to like jump in and get the stuff that's like the meat you know yeah. you you want some of the bones too <laughs> so um but yeah, it is such a great album, and they are such an amazing band. And I think we talked about too how, you know, for for their first album, they're they got it together. Yeah, you know. Well, you um, know, I was when when we first talked about this album when it 
popped up um, in our November of 78 episode. Mm -hmm. I was a little bit more excited about it because curse you, Spotify. Um, oh, yeah. I, you know, I, I did not realize that what I was listening to was a, a you know, on Spotify, it doesn't indicate w what are the the reissue bonus tracks. And uh -huh. so I thought that um, two of my favorite Susie and the Banshee songs that I was familiar with because I had compilation or best of compilations. Um, yeah. I thought the Staircase Mystery and um, uh, Playground, um, uh, no, Happy House, uh, no, Hong Kong Garden. <laughs> yes. Well, anyways, when, there, there were two pretty awesome early singles that I did not realize weren't on the original release. Weren't on it. Yeah, yeah. and once, once you brought that to my attention, that was sort of like that was the thing that made it just barely drop off of off of my top 10 list um yeah but it that is, is quite un yeah. unfortunate yeah yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to uh her next couple of albums my my sense is and i'm not that familiar with her like entire catalog but my sense mm -hmm. is that the the period in between this album and Juju is probably yeah. going to be my favorite Susie and the Banshees. Stuff. It's a really strong era, man. Yeah. It is really strong, that whole section. Um, so I did pick a song for this album. Excellent. Um, and again, I think we're going to go back to a song that you were sure I was going to pick before and I never did. It's another cover song. This is Helter Skelter. balancing itself out with us featuring um, the Dickies cover song that I think was exactly right. So this is <laughs> I am not on board with this cover of Helter Skelter. <laughs> First of all, I feel like it's a song that should never be covered. There's like That's there's, true. There's yeah, no I, point I in covering this song because the Beatles did it. Oh, there's only one way to do Helter Skelter. So anything yeah. Any cover is just going to be, you know, a, a carbon, you know, a, a poor Xerox of that. Yeah. Um, so. Well, I, I will say that, uh, you know, I really enjoy the Beatles original version yeah. of it. Yeah. I yeah. do like U2's cover um, and and I enjoy this song. Um, but this album has so many songs that are great. I mean, it, yeah. they 
they're all really good tunes. So, uh, but do that. Go listen to uh, go listen to some Susie and the Banshees. Uh, yeah. Great, great stuff. Scream's a great album. Okay, um, my number two is um, the sophomore album by Wire called Chairs Missing. Yeah. Um, just a, just a, a, an album for the ages. Uh, my yeah. my anticipation is that this is going to fare very well on the final top ten list. Uh, ch- chairs, I don't know. I don't know what to say about this other than Chairs Missing is a killer album, and and it it's no surprise that it's on both our top fives. Yeah, yeah, it, that was, I mean, assumed on my part. Like, of course, mm-hmm. it's going to be on our top five. Yeah. Okay, well, that that leaves just one more album each, and I just want to pause here and speculate. I feel like I have a pretty good idea what's in your top slot. I mean, I, I guess oh. there's, there's an outside chance that um, it's Elvis Costello, but I don't think so. I think uh-huh. I think that it's going to be stateless. Okay. All right. Well. So so shock me. I'm I mean, it's, it, it's either that or the rich kids. Yeah, I'm really going to... Sh- wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's Nick Lowe. No. Um, <laughs> Jesus is cool. No, I, I am going to shock you. Okay. Um, I love Stateless. I absolutely love it. And I think when it came down to it was I had just heard so much of it mm. that that it brought me less joy <laughs> you know it's it's a great album and i'm going to listen to it again it's just going to take me a while to get back to it i do want to hear more of her stuff i want to hear next year's album you know okay. i'm ready to move well, to next year's is album. it is it magazine could it be magazine no it's not even magazine which again <laughs> surprises even me is it so this is, is it, gonna is it the dickies did you pick the dickies twice <laughs> so I told you I was going to shock you um, when I first heard this album it blew my mind and I was like oh my god it, it, somebody has just dethroned Queen Susie Sue <laughs> this is uh, the tube way army wow <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, wow. and I have listened to this Rob. I've listened to this album over and over again it is so cool you have really been holding your cards close to your chest I, man i cannot tell you how hard that is <laughs> wow. and i actually chose a song to, to listen to yeah uh, absolutely off of this album um yeah so like i was saying as soon as when we first touched on this album um you know, I'm like, okay, I know some of these songs. I've heard some of these songs in the past. In, in my mind, I'm like recognizing them. Um, I at least recognize Gary Newman, Gary Newman right? Um, recognizing, recognizing his voice and his, his uh, you know, his style. Um, but as soon as I heard this album, I'm like, this is going to be at least on my top five and probably my top one. So it is my number one album, and I want to hear Dream Police.
this is a great uh, this is this is a great album uh, a singular voice both literally and figuratively speaking for sure so um, and, and I know it I know it really surprised you I yeah I, I hope I didn't give you a heart attack no, no. <laughs> okay so um, my number one uh, do you have any guesses have you whittled uh, it down well, you know, I've, I've written everything down here. I'm looking. I, I think I'm just going to go ahead and let you say. Well, I don't know. I, you know what? I'm just going to throw out there the um, Talking Heads, just because. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which, of course, was Pete's number one. Yeah. Um, oh, it was. Oh, it was. His, yeah, it was his number yeah, one for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, a a uh, a pretty well revered album for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of Two Bay Army, would it blow your mind if that was my number one? <laughs> no, it would. Okay, good. <laughs> it, no, it really would. We're not going to blow your mind <laughs> twice, then. Thank you. <laughs> no, I I feel like this is um um this is the sort of like super obvious mainstream choice but Mm -hmm. my love my absolute love for the Cars debut album is just like it is a part of who I am and who I have been for almost literally my entire life even though I actually prefer Candio, their second album, a little bit more. I think that mm-hmm. that is my, still my favorite Cars album. Of course, we covered all of that um, in the Cars deep dive episode earlier this year. Um, I I will readily admit that this is the better album. I mean, this is a nearly flawless album. I, I just, there's, there isn't really any moment that I look at and go, oh, they sh- they could have done that better. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's so good. Um, you know, I imagine that there are people, particularly here in the United States, that feel about this album the way that I feel about the Police's debut album. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but well, but yeah. I I just there was I struggled with it because. I felt like it was a little too obvious and mainstream, but ultimately you got to balance different factors. And my deep love for this album, um, just, you know, it's when you're talking about a personal top 10, that's got to be the main driving factor. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it's not like a an exciting, super sexy pick but it is you know it's it's part of me and has been almost my entire life i struggled with it as well and and i don't know i may regret putting it number 10 but uh uh, it is you're right it is such a great album and and i never get tired of this album yeah yeah so 1978 what a strong year you realize that there's there's only four um, titles that made both of our lists. Oh yeah, um, which is pretty, pretty amazing. I mean, there's just so much. You know, we've got a. Hopefully, we're going to get a lot more lists submitted to us. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but just what we've gotten so far, it's just really spread out. I mean, I, I think when it comes to the top five lists, um, I think there's one list that has two of the same titles, and that's it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's just like maybe one title overlapping from from list to list. So, so many excellent albums to, to choose it, from. It, for yeah, it was such a difficult, such a difficult choice. I mean, I, I every choice was racking my head, man. I I had no idea what I was going to do. Yeah, <laughs> but it yeah. worked out. We did it. <laughs> yeah. So here is my here is my breaks my heart that. It didn't mm-hmm. make the top ten list. Um, six debuts, all extremely notable, and all of them, um, you know, if they had been released a year earlier, would have made my top five. You know, yeah. um, if if one of them happened to be released a little bit earlier. So, um, Two Boy Army, Magazine, yeah. The Police, Susie and the Banshees. The uh, the Devo, <laughs> the Devo, uh, Devo and the Dickies, all nice. just pretty astonishing debut albums, all doing their own unique thing, um, uh, kind of helping pave the way forward for where post punk and new wave is 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 going in the next mm-hmm. year or two. Um, Pioneers, wow. yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Well, the, you, you can only choose ten, man. So nobody faults you at all. Yeah. You can only choose ten. My my list is very similar to yours. The ones that broke my heart the most, I have to say, are uh, uh, the Buzzcocks, um, Per Ubu, especially Lene Lovich, yeah. um, uh, the Saints, and Magazine. Oh, so, the Saints. That is, yeah. yeah, because we, just a week ago, we were talking about it, and you are like, oh, this is definitely going to be on my top yeah. ten. It, it was for a while, and like I said, it's one, you know, one of those things where they just keep moving around and moving around, and I really had to look at it and say, but do I like it better than this album? No, I don't. Yeah. Do I like it better yeah. than this album? No, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and I will say that I had a really big upset. My biggest surprise on my list was Tubeway Army. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm looking so, forward to hearing more from Two Boy Army in the future. Yeah, well, they are going to, um, uh, you know, drastically change their song on their next album. I'm not familiar with it, but just when I was researching their debut album, that was sort of like the thing that kept coming up was this was this captured the tail end of their their sort of punk phase yeah. before they got yeah. into the kind of icy chili um synthesizer new wave stuff well i may like that a lot yeah <laughs> i have a feeling yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that is really cool um so uh one last thing that i'd like to to just touch on is yeah. rob i don't know if you remember this but way back in january you and i recorded a little mini session where we just talked about our predictions for uh-huh. what was going to make the top 10 of 1978. Yeah, so right. it was just like total guesses. Mm-hmm. And um, let's listen to that little bit of audio that we recorded 
uh, way back in January of this year. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Joseph. And I'm Rob. And um, today it's it's uh, the end of – it's the 29th of January, uh, 2021. And we are recording our predictions for what is going to be voted the top 10 albums of 1978. Okay, what is your number 10? Uh, sad to say it, but I'm going to say Susie and the Banshees. That is my number 10 as well. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, what is your number 9? Number nine, I'm going to have to go with the X-ray specs, germ-free adolescence. Interesting. Mm -hmm. um, I am pretty sure that a Buzzcocks album is going to be on this list. Uh, they released two of them in 1978. Um, and like I said, I nailed down this. This is exactly the list I came up with in December. So mm -hmm. I hadn't listened to the album we just discussed. Um earlier their their debut album um and i'm not familiar with their second album as well so i'm guessing that their first album their debut album is going to be number nine um number eight so my number eight i'm gonna have to say devo question are we not men answer we are devo okay my number eight is um Public Image Limited, um, their first issue album. Nice, nice choice. Number seven, I'm going to have to go with Kate Bush, Kick Inside. Okay. My number seven is Talking Heads, More Songs About Building and Food. Um, yeah, very good. I, I, I think they ha kind of have to be on this list, but is I it, as I remember, this is... This is a transitional album, um, and it's it's not as strong as their debut. That's what I remember. I, I haven't listened to it in ten or fifteen years. Yeah, same same here. Okay, number six. Number six. I'm gonna say the Cars. Okay. Titled album. My number six is the Clash's um, follow up album. Give him an, enough rope. Number five is, I, I'm going to go with Patti Smith Group, Easter. My number five is Elvis Costello and the Attractions, This Year's Model. My number four is Elvis Costello and the Attractions, This Year's Model. My number four is The Cars' debut album. Very good. My number three is The Clash, Give Them Enough Rope. My number three is Devo's Are We Not Men, We Are Devo. Okay. My number two is going to be Talking Heads, more songs about buildings and food. Interesting. So one of my top two is not on your list at all. My number two is Blondie's Parallel Lines. <laughs> yeah, very good. Very good. And my number one is The Police, Outlandos D'Amour. My number one is The Police's Outlandos D'Amour. So that's fascinating. Number one and number 10 were exact. 
be matched. Yeah, yeah. So I can't believe that Parallel Lines didn't make your list. You know, it was... It was are you not, a, are you a madman? I am. I'm a little bit crazy. It's true, <laughs> but <laughs> not my favorite Blondie album for sure. And um, it's not about necessarily what I really like, but what I think people are going to vote for is, is kind of how it went. What Although, are you talking about? This was a monster hit. Yeah, yeah, for I know. Blondie. I know. Wow. Okay. I know. Who is going to be more? on the nose rob or i um uh, there i would definitely 100 percent do my list so completely different yeah <laughs> knowing what yeah. i know now well um, but we were turned on to albums or bands that we had never yep. heard before yeah so yeah that's right that's right so since we just we I are breaking our rules left and right. Um, well, they aren't official rules, but um, Joseph's unofficial rule banning cover tunes. Um, <laughs> let, let's just like go full tilt and um, go out on magazines uh, cover of the title song from the third James Bond movie called Goldfinger. Okay, everybody, we will see you next week for the final episode of Season 2 of Deep Dives and Deep Cuts, the history of punk, post-punk, and new wave, 1976 to 1986. See ya. Oh.